Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Talk on location. It is so nice to be back on the road and nice to be getting out of our uh, our, our comfy confines of the 600 ESPN El Paso Lubingo Studios, where we're around for just about pretty much every day. But today we move to East El Paso, specifically live at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. And uh, excited about being here. In fact, uh, we're here for two hours and 30 minutes today. And if you haven't uh, been out to see yet uh, we, what we talk about when we ever when we bring on uh, the jock doc, Dr. Sergio Alvarado, 2267 Treywood Drive, Sweet G2 here on the east side. Matter of fact, if you're heading on Treywood and you're approaching the Village Inn, just turn left right before you get to that Village Inn, and uh, you'll see us down on your left-hand side as you pass what Ben Crenshaw, right? Uh, exactly. It- yeah, you could just turn inside Ben Crenshaw. You could look to your left, and then you'll see a lot of a lot of fun out here. They're going to have some uh, free drinks, free food for people just stopping by. They're giving away gifts uh, also here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. A lot going on here. They're going to have raffles all day long. And to kick things off, Steve, we've got some UTEP basketball tickets to give away right off the bat for this rice game tonight ah very nice i love that so miners and rice uh, getting set to do battle a little less than three hours from now Adrian, how should we give away these tickets to start off the show? Today? How about, and let's make it easy, Steve. First person to stop by this location, 2267 Treywood. Just uh, go inside, check in, let them know that you want those UTEP men's basketball tickets, and you'll get those. First person to stop by gets a pair of tickets for tonight's game. Oh, that's a really cool way to do it. Just come by, check us out, and get the tickets just for the effort. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, easy enough. And also, Steve, we've got tickets to give away for Saturday's game against North Texas. That's going to be senior day. We just heard from uh, Alfred Hollins and uh, Gills DeConic earlier this week about senior day. So that's coming up Saturday at 1 o'clock. We've got tickets for that. And we also have tickets for Monster Jam, so a, a twofer on Saturday. Practice this with me. You ready? Gills. 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 Gilles. Not Gilles. 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 There you go. It's the, the <laughs> French the French version of Gilles de Koenig, which I learned for the first time when we Zoomed with him on, on Tuesday. We've been calling him Giles for four years or three years, however long it is, but it's good to know that Gilles de Koenig is the correct pronunciation of his name. I'm going to just call him G-Money. How about that? That's easy. That's you called him G-Money during the interview. <laughs> That's exactly right. It worked out great. So, uh, trust me. Now, the only reason I know Gilles is because there are a lot of hockey players over the years named that because they come from Europe. They are spelled the same way, but that's uh, that's the pronunciation on their names. That so. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, sure. And and uh, somebody who speaks five different languages, oh. somebody who joined us earlier this week, is his parents from Belgium coming into town. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of exciting, uh, you know, a lot of exciting times to just watch this UTEP men's basketball team the rest of this weekend. So there used to be this goalie right back in the uh, probably the seventies. His name was Gilles Meloche. And he was a Canadian uh, goalie, played for the Blackhawks, the California Golden Seals, the Cleveland Barons, a bunch of defunct teams not around anymore, okay. Minnesota North Stars and Pittsburgh Penguins. And that was the first time I really ever heard the, the Gilles name like that. It was Gilles Meloche. Gilles. He, yes. And he was from Montreal. And yet played, uh, you know, and, and it was really cool because if you'll notice, 
Gilles played back in the days when they had the fiberglass wow. masks that had all of the great, uh, really just the great designs on them. He was, he, I think he might have ended his career right when they were coming out with the cage masks. But for the most part, it was that crazy-looking Jason mask. I like didn't say that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there were some very, very cool-looking logos on there, especially one of my favorites, which is Look really out jerseys, there. Look those jerseys, man. Oh, man. Those are sweet. We need those uh, throwback jerseys back in action for hockey. Look at that Cleveland Barons oh look. Look at that. Looks like a so Lucha Libre that's it, And that brings us to our next point. We're going to have Lucha Libres here today at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. That's exactly right. They're going to be stopping by. They're, they'll be signing autographs, taking pictures with people who just stopped by here at the location. Praise Mehule, UTEP's defensive end, along with UTEP's other pass rusher, Jadrian Taylor, will be stopping by around 5 o'clock as well to sign autographs. Uh, they're actually raffling some signed footballs as well today. Oh, that's cool. So just a lot going on here. So you can meet Shake and Bake. You can meet Shake, Shake and Bake. I don't know if we've got enough space for them here. Man, <laughs> we, we do have interview rooms. because Listen, folks, we're not going to lie to you. We're in the break room today out here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. And the reason we wanted to be in the break room for a lot of, well, a lot of things. Number one, we're close to the, uh, to, the, to the line to broadcast from. That's very important. But number two, there's so much happening today that maybe we'll just walk out during commercial breaks to see everybody and have a chance to say hello to people. Yeah, and there, it's a maze when you get in here. There's a lot to look at. There's a VIP room. There's, uh, there's tables for people to chat and eat outside. So uh, there, there's going to be a lot of great stuff happening out here. But, yeah, we'll be in the back here promoting the show. The entire concept of today's live broadcast is is just to come and visit the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine for the first time. All we want you to do is check it out, see what they have here, understand. You'll feel when you listen to uh, Doc Alvarado on our show when he comes on every couple weeks, you'll just feel a little differently when you know where he where he works from and really what the operation is out here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. Yeah, and when Doc was actually uh, to, uh, giving me a tour of these new facilities, this is their uh, grand opening of this location. Uh, they have a theme for every room, which is pretty cool. They've got a baseball room. We saw the basketball room, some posters that still need to be hung up, but uh, really good stuff out here. And uh, instead of asking us off air or asking us on Twitter when Doc joins us for Ask a Doctor, you can ask him right here in person, That'd any be, of those questions you have. That would be phenomenal so i love that has anybody ever referred to this as dism i that's a good point i don't know Desert Institute, yeah, D-I-S-M, Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, Dism. perfect. Maybe we should tell that to OSA over here. That would be a perfect uh, perfect thing for these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> look, we're excited. Um, we will have Lucha Libres here. We are going to have, again, um, uh, Jadrian Taylor and uh, also Preza Mehule. They're going to be stopping by here today to meet you. And, and by the way, the beauty of that is this is all part of the NIL deals. This is now what we can do with NIL that we couldn't necessarily do a year or two ago. These are the new difference makers that we, when you want to get players on by for an appearance and they can get compensated, hey, perfectly legal through NIL. But again, that's why I'm happy for the players that when they spend a little time to meet fans and, and shake hands and, and sign some autographs, they know have an opportunity to, to get a little bit back for that. Yeah, and Dr. Alvarado was telling me that when he was reaching out to guys like Praise and Jadrian, they were uh, very receptive of, of joining this, uh, this um, you know, this uh, grand opening event. And they're going to be taking pictures with fans, uh, giving autographs to fans and stuff like that. And these guys are some of the most friendly 
players that you'll meet. And I'm not just saying that because they've joined us many times here on our show, but they really are. I mean, they're down-to-earth people. They, they love to talk UTEP football. They love El Paso. So uh, this should be a lot of fun today. So we just had a question, a text into the show. Uh, do they do sports training uh, like for my son? That was from Renee. I'll tell you this much. Really, it's about sports medicine, but here's the key, I think, Renee, that they can do for you. They can also recommend a diet for your son based on his age, what sport he plays, to try to get the most out of him. They can also give him good recommendations for recovery and really how to keep his body from wearing down over the course of a season. That's probably the best answer I could give you because really it's not so much about performance training as it is about recovery and also uh, dealing with injuries. But when you're talking about nutrition, because that's such an important part of an athlete's lifestyle and diet, absolutely they could customize something uh, for your son to try to give him the most um, you know, proper nutrition for for the performance he has. Yeah, and right after he gets that uh, nutrition plan from uh, from the doc, the doc might go off and say, well, yeah, here, I'm going to refer you to this physical trainer to work on these skills right here. Exactly. Or if you need performance tr- drills over here. The, the reason I really like Dr. Sergio Alvarado is he knows a lot of different people across town, and he knows the best of the best, so he'll always refer people uh, to the best uh, kind of physical trainers out there. And the cool thing is Dr. Alvarado and his staff are here today because it's an open house for you to meet them and you can talk to them and and you know what it'll be able to uh, give you that advice face to face which you know normally you have to make an appointment to see not today today it's all about just coming in checking out the facility and seeing what the desert institute of sports medicine has to offer yeah and just get a slice of pizza and, and get some get some food while you're here i mean they've got everything out here it's it's going to be a lot of fun I, I think people will start trickling in around five o'clock so yeah i'm really looking forward to it steve speaking of five o'clock tomorrow at five o'clock Aaron and Alvin Jones will be with us on the program uh, you know, via Zoom. He's super excited about that. We're just going to talk to him about the softball game, the charity softball game. But we have not had Aaron and Alvin on the program since their rookie season uh, getting ready for professional football. I think that was the year when, really, uh, Aaron was drafted by the Packers and then uh, Alvin uh, it, it was had one more year left at UTEP or was it after Aaron's rookie season? I no, can't you're exactly, no, you're exactly right. It was right at that time because when Alvin was going through the pre-draft process, we didn't actually have Alvin at that point. He was trying to go around different camps. That's when Aaron actually met you out at Casa Nissan at that point. Wow. Uh, and then we had Aaron on solo during the pandemic via Zoom. Uh, but that was, I mean, almost two years ago. So it's been a while since we've had a chance to meet uh, and speak with the brothers. This is a great time to do it because they have their huge uh, charity softball game coming up next month it's going to be tuesday april 19th so a lot to talk about with those two brothers and i'm sure they've got a lot of great things in store uh, for this big game next month all about the a and a all the way foundation is really what it's all about so uh, again we're super excited about having them with us on the program and that's going to be a big deal for uh, a lot of us to talk to and and get the word out about everything that they have to offer uh, coming out here for the big one um, on April the 19th. 19th. Uh It's a Tuesday and we're going to be live there. That's exactly right. We're going to be out there, Southwest University Park. I know they're bringing guests, which I am very, uh, very anxious to know who they're 
going to be bringing by uh, for this big event. Uh, previously, they had said that they would have celebrity guests like Vince Young. They'd have Packers players like Alan Lazard. Mm. Um, you know, Alvin Jones even tapped into his uh, friends from Baltimore and was set to bring some of those guys from the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, I expect some pretty good names. Oh, and of course, the Utah players. I mean, they had Will Hernandez on the radar. Same with Nick Needham. So I think this is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun just to see what kind of guests will be out there next month. I think there's going to be a ton of guys, and I'm also excited when we talk to them to find out um, what kind of power they have. Aren't you interested oh, yeah. when it comes to softball, especially with a home run derby, uh, if those guys can, can jack some balls out? Yeah, exactly, because the before the game even takes place, there's the home run derby mm-hmm. at 530 that night. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know, is it Aaron Jones who has the power? Is it Alvin Jones Jr. who has uh, who, who can hit out of the park? Yeah, that's going to be a real interesting question to ask these guys. So that's all coming up tomorrow at 5 o'clock, and it's only fitting that we get the Jones brothers tomorrow because that will conclude uh, what for us has been an unbelievable week of broadcasts with some incredible guests that have joined us since we started this week. Oh, yeah, and, and next week it leads up to the Conference USA Tournament. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to get to uh, in these next – I mean, we're in March right now, Steve. This is the college basketball month. I'm thrilled yeah. about it because uh, UTEP men's basketball, they've got high expectations for themselves going into the Conference USA Tournament. On the other side with New Mexico State, man, Hard what's going on? What, I don't what's know. going on over there? It's it's baffling. And and they went. They had a home game last night and lost, folks. They lost at home yesterday, which was a huge shocker to Stephen F. Austin by a deuce. And uh, again, this is not anything that somebody that anybody really saw coming. In fact, you know, seventy three seventy one was the final score. And granted, Stephen F. Austin's had a really good season. They're thirteen and four in the WAC. So let's not say that they, they got they got beat by a terrible team. But the Aggies are now thirteen and four, and it looked like New Mexico State was just going to run away with this entire uh, season. And now, not the case. So big, big win. For the um, you know for Stephen F. Austin uh, knocking off the Aggies and now really New Mexico State's in a must-win situation to try and uh, get at least a share of the top spot. Yeah, it's interesting because it's now a three-way tie for first place in the WAC. Uh, you've got Stephen F. Austin, you got Seattle up there. Oh, and by the way, Stephen F. Austin has a uh, former minor Nigel Hawkins on their roster, ah. which I I liked uh, that Colin Deaver from K- KTSM was tweeting out that he returned to uh, to Las Cruces uh, to play the Aggies for that one. But yeah, it's just it's bizarre to me steve because earlier this year i thought new mexico state was just going to run away with it in the whack but man the uh the whack opponents the whack field has been tough this year for the aggies to get past by the way last night nigel hawkins plays 16 minutes 0 for 1 from the field two rebounds four fouls no points sounds like his stat lines at the end of his utep career right crazy (laughs) enough it it really does and this season uh, hawkins has averaged just 5.1 points per game as a senior 5.1 points 3.2 rebounds per game for uh, Stephen F. Austin and the Lumberjacks. I, I did know that Nigel Hawkins posted on his own social media he had gone through some injuries this year, but still, I mean, uh, he was he left UTEP to uh, play a bigger role elsewhere, and that just hasn't been the case when he yeah. uh, transferred over to Stephen F. Austin. 2267 Treywood Drive, Sweet G2 here on the east side of El Paso. We're live. Desert Institute of Sports Medicine will be here for the next two hours and uh, ten minutes as we get you ready for UTEP basketball with John Teicher coming up from the Don Haskins Center in a couple of hours. Right now, though, let's go to Charlie 1 and kick it off right. He has our first traffic update of the afternoon. Charlie, how are the streets and highways looking here on a Thursday? 22 past the hour as we come back. By the way, 
The third person of our broadcast team today is Michelle Salazar, who uh, does everything at this radio station. Basically, she is the jack-of-all-trades, and no matter what you need, she can get it done. She's worked with us over the years. She's worked with all of our stations over the years, and it's really nice to have uh, Michelle back with us again. Yeah, it's awesome because, Steve, I probably ran through the entire Sports Talk format with her for only like 10 minutes, and she took everything like that. She has she has everything locked down, and I'm not surprised at all. She she knows what's up in this show. She's a pro's pro. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. So, Michelle, thank you for uh, uh, allowing yourself the opportunity to work again with us. We appreciate that, especially with both Adrian and uh, also myself on location today. It is really nice, and it's great to have you back with us uh, in the uh, captain's chair at our 600 ESPN El Paso Lubingo Studios. Now, 22 past the hour, I would like to uh, welcome into the show – uh, the man who uh, hosts us today, and uh, you hear him uh, during the course of uh, a Friday every other week when we bring him on the program. He's Dr. Sergio Alvarado from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. First off, Doc, great to have you, and uh, thanks for being a part of the show. How are you doing? Great. Great. Thank you guys for, for hosting us. We're, we're, uh, we're excited. Uh, people are eating pizza outside, and, and uh, it's going great. Well, first off, uh, we're happy to be here, and uh, it's nice to finally see the facility that uh, we talk about uh, throughout the course of the show. And, and I'm sure for you, happy to be back in this, uh, in, in this uh, office here on Treywood, isn't it? Yes, this is where it all started, and uh, we're, we're bigger and uh, ready to, to help more people out, more athletes, and, and people just dealing with pain, you know? That's right. In fact, I, had a, I was going to mention this to you because we had a, uh, one of our listeners text into the show. Renee said, do they do sports training like uh, for my son over there? And I thought about that, and I said, well, necessarily not know, knowing if they're going to be able to train your son with weights, but I'll tell you what they would do. You'll be able to put them on a diet, a performance diet, based on the sport, the age, the size, and everything else, and then kind of help oversee their training so that they are in the right hands. Right, and, and uh, we, we have a lot of uh – Higher endurance athletes, uh, ODT, you know, the Olympic development training, and uh, they're they're uh, the good thing is we got the networks, and so over the the course of the summer, that it it helps out that they get to a chance to kind of work. We we send them with specialized trainers too, so like we know where to, where to send them. Uh, if they get injured, then I mean we deal with the problem too. And sometimes a lot of it is is overuse, you know, and and. Uh, now that there's year-round everything, you know, that before, whereas before it was just you know fall football and that's spring baseball, and now we and, and now we got pee wee leagues, you know, starting yeah. all the way, so so those injuries come on at an earlier age, and uh, you're right, but correct, Steve. I mean, the thing is, it with when it comes to sports, it's not just uh, injuries. I mean, it's dealing like how do you prepare for your sport to avoid injuries? You know, how like. For ACLs, you know, you don't for girls soccer. That's which, yeah. that's the highest sport that has ACL injuries. You you want to make sure that that you're not getting those injuries, and you want to you want to do preventative medicine and not reactive medicine. Now you know this. I am not a fan of year-round sports uh, in any sport, no matter what the age is, especially if you're under 15. I mean, if you are 15 years of age or older and you have a legitimate shot to get a division scholarship like a K.J. Lewis and you got to play year-round ball to do it, I get that. I do, especially with the offers that are coming in for him from high majors all over the country. But when you're 9 or 10 years old and you're playing, or younger, and you're playing year-round sports, one sport for that matter, that I have a problem with. I, I, I just think that you're ultimately 
robbing uh, your your child of uh, of really what they should be doing, which is doing as much different things as they can, and you and you're really increasing the risk of burnout by the time they hit their teenage years. Well, and then, and you look at I mean at the pros, Steve. So I mean, like the, the there's no like there's a reason why we don't have year-round NFL, and there's there's a reason why we don't have year-round NBA because even the pros know it, and and. You know, with with uh, and the NBA, I think they're the, one of the first ones to start it with. You know that you know Popovich got a lot of a flag from from sitting out. You know, Duncan or or back in the the, the Spurs uh, era. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of teams followed, and then a lot of individual pl- players followed because in the end, yes, it's wear and tear, and and just like a machine, it breaks down. The more you use it, and and an athlete's gonna have more injuries. You know, but correct. I mean, like like I, I totally agree with you. Like that they're. There is no room for year-round sports, and, and that's one of the things I tell the parents that, you know what, three months out of the year, little Johnny's not going to play soccer, and he's going to do something else, you know, yep. something entirely different. Yeah, absolutely right. What about, if, what about if you are a professional athlete and you do need to have this kind of, I don't know, you, you need to have this kind of uh, constant acti- activity? What do, you, what do you recommend for those kinds of athletes? And, and so, yeah, it happens, and, and I tell them you're probably gonna, they're probably going to have to space it out. And so the thing is, like, uh, just, you know, just last week I had one player that, uh, she, she plays soccer pretty much year round and, and now she's pretty much throwing in, you know, two, three weeks of, of just, you know, CrossFit or, or, or weight training. Wow. Um, you know, she hates swimming, but she, I tell her, Hey, you know what? Swimming is probably one of the, the best sports to keep your, your cardio up and then your, your muscular endurance. And so now like she spaces it out a little bit more and, and, and uh, she's seen a big difference in, in the way she plays and also just like the, the, the amount of injuries she has because, uh, yeah, the thing is, I uh, like Steve said. You know what? Like, if you're going to go at the, you're you're going on beyond to college and and beyond that, uh, you still got to take care of your body. And and uh, in the end, it's 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 the parents. Like when when they're 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 young, that that I tell I tell the parents, you guys are the brakes. You know, you guys are the brakes here, and you got to make sure that that uh, that that the kids not do, overdoing it. Yeah. You know? Dr. Sergio Alvarado with us here from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, where we're broadcasting Sports Talk Live as we continue, Adrian. What are we doing here, Doc? What, what can people uh, expect when they stop by? They can stop by and, and uh, grab, grab a, a, a slice of pizza and uh, join in the fun. The, the other thing is we, we are having a, a multiple um, raffles every, every 30 minutes. I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but uh, yep. we're going to be having different raffles and and uh, be, just be part of the fun, you know, and, and come out and, you know, it doesn't have to be where you're, you're sticking around, but just that, like, get a quick view of what, what we have to offer and uh, we can show you the, the facility and, and maybe, like I said, you know, grab a drink and, and uh, have some fun. How many different rooms do we have here in the facility? So we got uh, uh, four, four uh, one large room and then four other ones. Uh, so we got five, five uh, rooms where, where we see uh, tree patients and see okay. patients. And as far as uh, your equipment, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff you have, some of the opportunities. So if people come in and they, you know, need to be treated, what are some of the things that they would expect to get here? Yeah, so so uh, one of the things uh, that uh, I guess on the non-sports side though is is a uh, sport it's osteoporosis and, and it's kind of the stepchild that I feel like of of uh, pathologies. Nobody really pays attention to it, and and uh, it's devastating. Like when when somebody suffers a fracture, uh, uh, a quarter of those people die in that same year, you know, and, and so one of the things we do is we have a high-risk osteoporosis pay, uh, clinic, and part of that we, we offer a uh, um, um, fall risk assessment, and, and uh, we get them the best medication, you know, that, that we can, uh, and we're pretty successful. The, the majority of the, the medications that we use are, are, are very expensive, but we have a good, a good team, and, and I really, I, I don't think we have, a, I would say 90% of the patients we have 
don't pay more than than thirty dollars um, for our athletes. We have we we offer a lot of uh, different uh, types of injections. We have uh, obviously you know like the um, steroid that that's been utilized, but we also offer alternatives. A lot of people are getting away from steroids and and really said, hey, you know what? I don't want to uh, have you know my blood sugars go up. I I don't want any tendon injury down the down the line. And we we have a lot of of, of young young athletes. So uh, PRP is one of the things we offer. Uh, platelet rich plasma. We we take the blood blood from somebody, spin it down. Take away the the uh, red blood cells and white blood cells, and 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 the the, the platelets that are left are are concentrated, and and this is uh, provides the growth factors, and and we've we've had a lot of success success with the uh, with a lot of athletes. Uh, normally, like we'll we'll have a uh, uh, a lot of CrossFitters and a lot of power lifters that 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 uh, that that uh, get get you know reap the uh, reap the benefits from from these injections. We we also do prolotherapy. Prolotherapy, it's it's kind of the same, but we use a uh, uh, dextrose, and we we kind of uh, get the the inflammatory system going, revved up, um, and we've used this for for other athletes as well. And then uh, there's hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid was was derived from the the rooster's comb, and uh, it it also provides a an inflammatory effect for for uh, for pain. You know. I got a question on the steroids, Doc. I'll bring it up in a second since we're at the bottom of the hour right now. 31 past. Let's get to Adrian and Sports Center, and then we'll come right back uh, more with Dr. Alvarado as Sports Talk continues. Adrian, thank you very much. Uh, we're back right now with Dr. Sergio Alvarado from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, our home today for Sports Talk Live at 2267 Traywood Drive, Sweet G2. And we've told you, you're heading on Traywood, heading east just before you get uh, to the Village Inn on uh, Ben Crenshaw. Make a left and you uh, down on your left-hand side. Can't miss us. See all the banners that Adrian's put out, and you'll get a chance to walk in and uh, enjoy a slice of pizza. And soon enough, you'll get a chance to meet uh, a couple of Utah football players and Jadrian Taylor and praise a Mayhule. We've got Lucha Libres that are going to be here as well. Uh, Doc, you're, you're bringing out all the stops for this uh, for this show today. Yes, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, there's still plenty of time for people to make it out and uh, grab an autograph, grab a piece of slice, and. Maybe win a prize, too. That'd be great. I'm interested. You mentioned the, the whole idea of alternative uh, forms to steroids. Is, is that a movement that started recently, or has that been going on for a while? It's been going on for a while, Steve. Uh, uh, you know, for, for PRP, uh, the, the poster childs were, were actually Kobe Bryant and, and Tiger Woods. So it, it's gone back. Uh, you know, Europe usually is a little bit ahead of us, and, and uh, what what they their, their version of the FDA, you know, approves or doesn't approve. And and that's that's the hard part that that uh, the support really hasn't been there um, clinically. You know, like uh, I, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of good results. You know, and the thing is, I uh, I've had athletes that that have done the gamut of, you know, um, steroid, hyaluronic acid, PRP, and they they all they're like, geez, kicking themselves in the butt and saying, why why didn't I do PRP from from the get go? And I say, well. The, the the big drawback, I guess, is is, is uh, the price, you know? Yeah, it's not cheap, especially if you're dealing with younger uh, younger athletes. So you recommend this more for the older athletes as opposed to for the younger ones, correct? No, actually, PRP, like, the, the thing is, I'll, I even do it actually on the younger because the young, I, and, and the end, what are you injecting? It's it's the, the patient's own blood. So, I mean, you're not, there's it's nothing foreign. Uh, when, when we do the, when we use the, the centrifuge, it's a locked uh, vacuum, so there's no there's no like there's no uh, risk of any blood contamination. So once 
you know, that patient has their injection, that, that vacuum is it's going in the trash, you know? So would you say that PRP is probably the most pure form of treatment as you're ever going to find in the uh, world of sports medicine? Probably because, I mean, really like, uh, and, and uh, I think um, really like the, uh, like I said, there's really nothing else out, uh, like that we're combining with it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's your own blood. And so like, the, the other thing is not, not everybody, uh, I'm not going to say it's, it's, you know, the, the, the cure for all because every pathology is different and, and there's certain pathologies that it's great for and there's certain pathologies that it's not. Do you know why it's so common in the NBA, Doc, to use PRP shots? Well, because the, the, we go back, like the thing is, you know, like uh, theoretically with, with steroid, uh, you're going to start wearing down tendons. And so, I mean, if, if, you know, if you got somebody that's doing a lot of jump shots and, and you know, they got a lot of wear and tear on that rotator cuff that uh, they're, they're going to want to preserve it, you know. And so the, pitchers use it too. Right. And so like exactly. Oh, so yeah. I mean like, yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, it's, it's utilized not just, just as, as a means of, of, uh, of you know, to, as a treatment, but during surgeries. The, the, ortho, the orthopedics will, will use the PRP in there. I've also seen PRPs as a treatment when you have a swollen, uh, whether it's a, a forearm. Before you get Tommy John ligament replacement surgery, they'll sometimes use those plasma-rich injections, hoping that they'll be able to uh, get the swelling down on the forearm if it's not torn, and thus you won't have to go under the knife and, and actually have surgery. Right, and and it's it's a great alternative, and... and, and uh, like you said it too, the, the the flip side is is sometimes it, you know what it it does require surgery and and you know when it's when when we're talking about far gone injuries and yeah it's going to be a surgical option not not PRP. Now I'm looking forward to today's open house because you're going to be on hand uh, along with all the other goodies, the giveaways, the the UTEP players, the Lucha Libres, but you're going to be here too. So uh, people listen to us all the time on Ask a Doctor. They could actually ask you today and also get a bonus. They'll win something, they'll eat something, and they could get a tour of the facility as yeah. well. It's a win-win all the way around, you know? It is. All right, listen, I appreciate you dropping in for us. Come back and see us a little bit later in the show, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. Dr. Setio Alvarado, folks, from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, 38 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. We'll take a timeout, come back. Hey, plenty more in store for you, plus more guests coming up right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 46 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Coming your way live from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. UTEP Shake and Bake uh, going to be out here. You can get a chance to meet both uh, Jadrian Taylor as well as Praise Amehule. We've got Shake here right now, Adrian. Yeah, we do. And uh, we just had him on not too long ago. He was talking about his NIL deal with his uh, big camp that he had a couple weeks ago, along with guys like Daylon Williams and, and guys like uh, Isaiah Bravo, Dennis Barnes. And uh, yeah, now we get him back here, here with us again. Good stuff. Jadrian, welcome back to the show. How you holding up? Glad to be back, man. You know, I had a good – the camp went well. I feel like the advertisement probably did – probably helped us up, got us up in the numbers and everything. So it was a good turnout. That's awesome. Happy to hear it. And, and hopefully the kids had a good time. Yeah, they did. We had a, we had a good time. I feel like it's going to be more fun the next time because I'll keep on getting more experience and more, thinking of more stuff. Like every time I think of something I could have did, I'll write it down. And yeah. so I, I can just add it to the next camp. Well, you like working with kids in general, don't you? Yes, I do. I like I like teaching. I like uh, you know putting people under my wing. You know, even some of my teammates, even though they're older, eighteen and everything. I like putting them under my wing. Nice. Uh, you started this week UTEP spring ball. Tell me how that's been going the last couple of days. Going great for uh, for all of us, honestly, especially the defensive side. 
Um, we haven't gotten we're getting past tomorrow. We start past tomorrow, so that's that's a big thing to see how really everybody uh, how physical everybody is. I, I love getting physical, so I like to see how my teammates get physical too. And you know, we got a lot of returning returning people on the defense, so it should was, be nice. I was gonna say, you guys are so stacked. stacked. It's ri- it's ridiculous, stacked. isn't it? Yeah, I don't even know about the new guys yet, but no, we, we don't. don't. We don't. We, they, we got some guys back there. You're you're smiling right now, so you yeah, so the, you I'm can, serious. You can you can. <laughs> Fans are gonna look. Fans have been excited the last couple of years about the defense. Is the is the idea? Hey, you haven't seen anything yet till you, you see it this year. Yep, you haven't seen anything. I'm telling you. I'm, I promise you, we ain't seen nothing. We got we got some stuff coming for everybody. I'm telling you. That's, well, that's well, wait, exciting. because the defensive line is made up of four All Conference players. It's you, Praise, Kelton Moss, and Keenan Stewart. Those are all four All Conference exactly. players. Exactly, and, and you know um, we got some new young people that's going to get in and make a lot of noise too. Sione, uh, Mo, y'all don't know him. No, uh, he, he came from Kilgore, so you know I'm going to represent anybody from Kilgore. <laughs> that's you know? true. That's so true. So he he's behind me. Um, and we got another. We got some more young cats coming in for the safety positions and everything. Of course, we got JP back. You know, he came up for, coming off an injury, so and he got a lot of knowledge for the game. So it'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice to see Prince back. That's yes, for sure. I think everybody's exactly. gonna be excited about yes. that. The big one is is Breon, right? To Bre- see if you oh, can yeah. get him back. Oh yeah, we we got him for sure. For sure. Really, Breon Hayward's coming back. Breon Hayward is back. That's wow. exciting. And, and there was some questions about whether Breon would, uh, would look to go pro. So that's uh, pretty exciting that you know you got it him is. back for another big I'm year. I'm glad we do. I'm that's a leading tackler coming back. Exactly. They don't even, they don't even know all this. See, I, put, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling everybody that. But, hey, <laughs> the man is back. <laughs> well, let's put it this way, man. If, if you go to practice, you're going to see him out there. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know how much of a secret it is because uh, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and uh, we know we're going to be uh, seeing Mr. Hayward uh, wrecking havoc Indeed. with the Indeed. rest of that defense. Indeed. Him and Tyrese Knight back there, I feel safe. I'm curious about something. So you guys did so much on defense last year with, with so many guys returning. How do you incorporate more into this year's defense? Is it just do you have do you have more um, plays? Do you just keep doing what you're doing and do it better? Tell me how the defense evolves coming into 2022. See, Coach Pivotal, he's like real hard on uh, being repetitive. So the same thing we did last year to be successful, we're gonna do it like you said. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it better. And plus, we got more knowledge of the game, so there's very little mess up, so we can get through it fast and just keep on going, keep on going, getting through the playbook real fast. We go through the, we probably been through this playbook at least 15 times since we've been here, like the full playbook, every play. So we we know all the plays, and we got a lot of returners, and it make it easier for not the just the coaches to coach it, but for us to coach it too. How many plays are in the playbook for defense? Ooh, we can go. I will say it's about 50. Okay. I say it's about 50. 50 plays. Now, who's the guy on the defense that calls out, let's say, the defensive audibles? Mm-hmm. When you see something and you want to make sure you got to switch it up in the middle mm-hmm. of a snap count before things happen, mm-hmm. who's the quarterback of the D that does that? I would say both our linebackers do that. Wow. So, so both Breon and, T- and uh, T-Knight, they both do the same thing. But it's not really just one. Coach people don't got us to where we – everybody has something that they didn't say for one play. So let's say, uh, I sometimes I gotta be the leader. I gotta be the one to say something. Or sometimes the safety parents gotta say something. So it's all, it's not just one person saying something. It's always the whole defense has something to say. And we gotta repeat everything. Yeah. 
Hey, Jadrian, uh, the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine gave me all these slips over here. We're going to do our first raffle, and they wanted me to ask you to randomly choose one of these. So just take one of these, tell me the name uh, on this, and they're going to win the first prize of the day. Nice. We got Denista Opanga, I want to say. All right. Let me see. See if that's that's correct. Uh, yes, Denista Openga. That's like going to be the first, uh, the first winner. Nice okay. job, Trey. You way to knock that first name yeah. out right out of the See? gate like Come that. Come on, man. Denista. Got it. Denista. I like that. All right, that is excellent. Uh, what would you like to accomplish most in spring practice? If you had to pick one thing for you and the defense and the team, what do you want to see over the next three to four weeks? I really want to see us get closer as a defense and get to where we just won defense. Even though it's always been like that, I just love how close – getting closer with my teammates. So even though we had no issues with how close we were last year, I want to see us get closer. That's a good answer. Jadrian, uh, this spring ball, what is what are some of the biggest accomplishments when we're talking about building depth? Because I think that's one of the biggest things, whether it's spring or summer, building the two deep. You know, you know injuries are those things that are unforeseen. Uh, how important is that for your defense? It's very important because uh, – Especially for the D-line. D-line, we do – as you see, last year we did line chases all the time. We was probably the most deep uh, group on the field at all times. But I feel like this year we're going to have – we're going to be deep in a, a lot more positions so we can be more versatile with our switches and our lineups and everything. Do you get to work against the ones at all in yeah. spring? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We, work, we work against the ones during the season and everything. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. Because we're always wondering if, if it's the ones against the twos all the time or you get to have ones against the ones. So – Basically, in the team run period, we go against the ones. And then in the regular teams period, we go against the twos. And that's, and that's how it is. And then in the two-minute drill, at the end of practice, we go against the twos as well. Okay. Uh, what do you enjoy most? I mean, obviously, going against the ones, right? Yes, of, of course, yes. I getting, can imagine. Getting better. By the way, how do the ones look so far? Just a sneak peek of what you've seen just the first couple of days. You're pretty excited? I think they're going to be scary, honestly. I think they're going to be even scarier. Like, a new defense, I mean, a new offensive line, right? No, it's just it's the same offensive same line. Same guys, same guys, and that's what make them. That's what make them even better because we had a good O line last year, and they I feel like they're going to get even better. And then uh, of course our offense, is, our uh, receiving core has just widened out. I feel like, you know, even though we lost a great receiver in Jacob, I feel like our uh, skill has like widened open now, and we have like way more targets now. That's- the reason I've heard is because last year, really last two years, you had two guys catching the majority of the balls. Exactly. And then Tyron was the third. Mm. Now with those two gone, it it's open competition. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Yeah. And exactly you're probably going to see four, five, six guys try to emerge for those three spots. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. I feel like we got a, a lot of good receivers out there, and I feel like we got a lot of people that can fight for that spot. What are you looking forward to most over the next couple hours? As you get a chance to meet minor fans here while you're at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. I'm just looking for smiling faces, man. I just want to put a smile on people's face. That's all it is. Take some pictures. Have some fun. Exactly. Talk some UTEP football. Mm-hmm. Eat some pizza. There, there you go. <laughs> Eat some pizza. I like that. All right, JJ, great to have you here. Thanks for stopping by. We'll look forward to uh, seeing you here, uh, not just today, but keeping tabs with you and, and see you back on the football field soon enough. Yes, sir. Jadrian Taylor, folks, as we continue here on Sports Talk, hour number one, coming to a close. When we come back, so much more to talk about. Have you ever measured your hands and wondered how big are they? Well, they do that in the NFL Combine, and apparently the top quarterback prospect found out that his hands are a lot smaller than everybody else. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more live here, 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Hour number two of Sports Talk is underway. Welcome back. Desert Institute of Sports Medicine is where we are. Adrian Broadus, Steve Kaplowitz, Michelle Salazar with you here on this Thursday evening. In fact, we've got UTEP basketball right around the corner. Miners are two hours away from tipping off tonight with Rice. 6.30, uh, the Longhorn Distributing Countdown to Tip-Off Show. John Teicher, Steve Yellen, courtside at the Don. We'll, so we'll be with you till 6.30. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out. And Adrian, you were saying that the crowd is starting to grow out here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. Yeah, most definitely. We still have tickets for tonight's UTEP versus Rice game. All you have to do is just check in with uh, the people up front. Let them know that you want the tickets and we'll give you a pair of tickets for tonight's game. It tips off at 7 o'clock, so there's plenty of time to stop by and grab those tickets. The first persons to come out here will get a chance to do it, and there's a great crowd outside so far. They're all registering for uh, prizes that we have. We've got Monster Jam tickets to give away. Nice. We've got uh, Senior Day basketball tickets to give away. That's coming up on Saturday, and uh, and a lot of other prizes uh, that they have here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. I think that's terrific, but the only way you can win is to come down and see us. So you got to do that as well. Look forward to that. If you want to get into the program right now, 880-5763 is our telephone number. 880-5763 is uh, the easiest way to get into the program. How about KJ Lewis up for Mr. Basketball for the state of Texas thanks to Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Magazine, one of 10 finalists online voting going on right now. Yeah, it's it's a great, great accolade for uh, one of the best in this city to ever play the the sport of high school basketball to be recognized for just to be nominated for uh, throughout this process. Now, I'm very excited for KJ Lewis because he's got an opportunity tomorrow uh, to play in the regional semifinal round with the Chapin Huskies against Mansfield uh, Timber uh, Timberview. That's right. And that's going to be a huge matchup for them as they try to advance to the Elite Eight round of the Texas State playoffs. And KJ Lewis has been a great, great player all year long. I mean, since he's been a freshman here. Uh, here with the Chapin Huskies. So Timberview's had a great season themselves, but they came in as an eight seed. So I'm trying to figure out what this is going to be like for tomorrow night's matchup versus when uh, Chapin just destroyed Palo Duro. Yeah, it's interesting because you say eight seed, but you know they're ranked number seven in the state of Texas, yeah. which is so interesting uh, out of the 5A ranks. And this is a team who uh, has, has always given El Paso teams troubles. So uh, it, it's going to be a tough one. Now, the encouraging thing, Steve, and I saw this on uh, social media. The Chapin Huskies actually left early. They didn't have to leave tomorrow like to, you know teams typically from this area do when they go off and you know make these longer trips. They got to leave today, so they have all of tomorrow to rest, you know, yep. tonight to rest, and then tomorrow morning to wake up, uh, get ready, practice ahead of time, shoot around in the morning, and get ready for that big game. Well, I mean, they're in the regional semifinals, so if they win this, they're in the regional finals, and the next thing you know, they get to go to the Final Four. That's exactly. A big, that's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. Is and this is the this could be the team right here. I mean, not to take away anything from the America's Trailblazers, who've also had a great year and who are also competing in the regional semifinal rounds tomorrow. Uh, this Chapin Huskies team might be built uh, to win now. They have uh, a great group of seniors. Antoine Holmes was electric yeah. uh, two games ago when they had to win. Uh, you know, in that in that huge game, and and now you're you're getting uh, KJ Lewis back in action for you with the Chapin Huskies. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one for them and I if this if this could be the year I wouldn't be surprised with this group let's put it this way in terms of who else has been nominated for player of the year uh first off you've got a guy in Kaysen Wallace who is the number eight 
prospect in the class of 2022, according to 247 Sports, and Wallace is uh, committed to Kentucky. And then you also have Arterio Morris, who is the number 19 prospect in the class of 2022, going to Texas out of Dallas Kimball High School. And you look at the class of 2023, and uh, the the number one prospect right now in that class is uh, going to be a player named Wesley Yates III from Beaumont United High School. Yates is the 30 third player in the country now it's so interesting because when i saw kj's ranking on 247 dropping down to 65 i think a lot of that is because of his high school season in el paso i i really do when he goes and plays aau ball his stock is always on the way up and unfortunately because the competition is not like the rest of the state, he doesn't get to see quality opponents for the most part until the state playoffs like he is right now. Yeah, uh, El Paso High School basketball definitely drags K.J. Lewis down a little bit, and I think he's had, that, that just means he has to put more work when he goes and plays uh, travel ball. Now, I yeah. will mention that uh, K.J. Lewis is still a junior, so that's, that's encouraging when you're talking about his ranking. When you're just looking at the class of 2023 itself, uh, K.J. Lewis is still considered considered a top 25 prospect across the country and he's considered a top five prospect in the state of Texas just for his class his age right now so uh, he's he's still competing up uh, you know against some of the best right now a top 10 Texas prospect for KJ Lewis in uh, in all the state of Texas when you're considering the senior class the junior class and the the sophomore class yeah and that's big that really is when you start to look at it um, in terms of what you know, his value is to everybody else here in the state. I think that's really important. He is, of this group, the second highest uh, ranking in the class of 2023 from the state of Texas. So that is a big deal. And you know what? He's been ahead of Yates throughout the last couple of years, and he might very well be once again when he's done playing his summer ball. But the coolest thing right now is you can vote, and this is all based on online voting. So the truth is, Mr. Basketball for Dave, Dave Campbell's Texas basketball magazine is definitely a popularity contest and uh, i already saw that texas tech's going to be voting out in lubbock because they really want him so they're going to be jamming the ballots plus el paso hopefully kj gets a lot of love and has a chance to win mr basketball now the it's interesting you mentioned texas tech because uh kj lewis narrowed down his college selection list down and uh 247 sports continues to report that it's between texas tech and arizona they've even included Memphis in that mix as well uh, but I'm looking at those, that Red Raider fan base and, oh. and how they're just so rabid on social media when they want a player to come uh, to Lubbock, when they uh, like a prospect and uh, and want to follow him as a recruit, they're going to do whatever it takes to always be in his mentions always make sure to share his content and just like this for Mr. Texas basketball, I wouldn't be surprised if Lubbock came out in a big way and voted for him just like the 915 will vote for KJ Lewis and I'm going to tell you something, just based on Bryson Williams going to Texas Tech this year. Lubbock is a major player in every big basketball prospect that they target. Um, they're not afraid to use their resources. They've been very creative as far as NIL deals for players as well. And when you know Texas Tech is a finalist, there's a reason for that. And they got a great basketball program. They got a heck of a coach in Mark Adams. And obviously, they're playing the NIL game to perfection, whether it's D1 transfers in the portals, 
grad transfers like Bryson or in this situation, high school uh, stars like a KJ Lewis? I'll be surprised. I mean, I'll be honest. I was surprised, Steve, that they maintained this infrastructure that Chris Beard left, and as soon as he left for Texas, te- um, excuse me, for Texas, and bolted over there, Mark Adams hasn't missed hasn't missed a beat at all. It yep. seems like he was kind of you know a, a little bit of the brains behind a lot of their success in recent years, and uh, you see the Red Raiders as one of the big threats in uh, in March here coming up uh, when we're talking about the tournament. When we're we're talking about the Big 12 tournament and things like that, and they've got a great fan base. They've got a great boost, uh, uh, a group of boosters. Yep. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, if their whole fan base rallies around KJ Lewis for this honor. Eight eight zero five seven six three gets you through to the program. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter, on Facebook, and online at six hundred ESPN El Paso By the way, I have the story up on the website about KJ. If you want to vote, I gave you links. It is as simple as just clicking the highlighted links in the story, and you'll be able to go right to the voting. Oh, most definitely. And uh, you can also check us out, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, and that's where we've got the story up as well. And then KJ's even uh, reposted that like crazy. He shared it on his side. So, yeah, a lot of ways that you can uh, uh, go and vote for Mr. Texas Basketball, which uh, a lot of people here locally are hoping it's KJ Lewis from Chapin. I would hope so, too. Really would. All right. Uh, Speaking of Chapin, what do you think the chances are of Chapin and uh, America's advancing to the regional finals? Yeah, it's going to be a great – I think it's going to be two great matchups for both of them. Now, let's mention this. This is where both teams fell last year. They they both fell in the regional semifinal rounds. But this is back-to-back trips for both schools. The biggest thing I'm looking at, the biggest storyline for both the Huskies and the Trailblazers is the fact that most of those players who were a part of the – regional semifinal round last year for both teams the Huskies and the Trailblazers they're on this current roster they're they're seniors now they were juniors last year they're seniors now and they're they're looking to make a statement out in the Texas State playoffs so I like their chances no doubt no doubt at all I do too I do too hey by the way we've got uh, uh, Jadrian Taylor hanging out with us right now here uh, in the break room where we're broadcasting from and it's interesting because I told you at the end of our first hour about the uh, story involving the NFL scouting combine and hand measurements. Now, this is interesting because Kenny Pickett is considered one of the top quarterback prospects, if not the top quarterback prospect, in the draft. And you always wonder, how big are somebody's hands? Sometimes hands are so big that a football looks like a grapefruit when they're when they're back. And then other times, their hands are maybe not as big. Well, Pickett, his hand measured eight and a half inches Today at the NFL Combine, smallest of any quarterback currently in the NFL, followed by Taysom Hill of the Saints, whose uh, hands were measured at eight and three quarters inches leading up to the 2017 draft. So I find that very interesting. Pickett's a Heisman Trophy finalist, won the United or the Johnny Unitas Award. So just to give you an idea, in case you want to do this at home, okay, take a ruler, measure when you stretch out your throwing hand, the tip of your pinky to the tip of your thumb and the distance between those two fingers and fingertips would be the um, ultimately the measurement of your hand. So we did this just a little while ago. Now, um, I measured, Adrian measured, and uh, Jadrian measured. We all, we all three measured our hands just to see what our hand size is like. We were worried. We were worried. Because we measured wrong originally. <laughs> we measured from um, the tip of our middle finger to the base of the hand, and I was like, 
eight inches. This is awful. <laughs> but then when we measured from the um, pinky to the thumb, completely different measurements. Now, um, I measured out nine and a half inches on my hand. So I've got a, a, an extra inch on Kenny Pickett. Jadrian Taylor, same exact measurements, nine and a half. You were right there as well, pretty close. Yes, I was at nine on my side. Thanks to Jadrian for correcting us on that yes. because we were worried. We were thinking, man, really eight inches? We're the same as we're lo- we're less than Kenny Pickett. We can't do. We can't go into the NFL, but it looks yeah. like we're combine ready, Steve. Uh, now so, we too. just need to get the wingspan measured. We need to get the forty time uh, measured and all that kind of stuff, and we'll be good to go. Now, how about this? Okay. Joe Burrow, just to give you an idea, when Joe Burrow was, um, I, I think, I don't know if this was when he was in the combine or not, but when he was getting drafted in 2020, his hand measurement was nine inches at the combine. And a lot of people asked Burrow about that because they didn't feel his hand was big enough to spin a football the way he needed to. Uh, Joe Burrow's nine-inch hands are just fine. Same as you, he goes right into the Super Bowl um, you know, his second year with the Bengals. So the truth is, hand sizes are probably uh, not as important as you would think. Although, I will say this. Russell Wilson, 10 and a quarter inches. Biggest hands in the league. Then you've got Aaron Rodgers, 10 and an eighth. And Josh Allen, 10 and an eighth. Those wow. are the largest. Those are the big three. So eight and a half to ten and a quarter, that's almost two inches difference between the hands of Russell Wilson and the hands of Kenny Pickett. Wow, I wonder how, you know, it's so funny because he tried to he tried to discredit everything earlier this week in, in the Combine media rooms and said, hey, look, you know, the, everybody's talking about my hand size, but no, no one from the NFL level is really talking about it. Well, they're going to be talking about it now, Steve, because now we finally yeah. know the measurements. Right. We know that he would be, uh, you know, the smallest hand size going into the NFL. And uh, although some people want to say, oh, that doesn't really matter, these NFL owners and the coaches and players, they think it matters. So, well, uh, you know, that, I, that know. I, I wonder how or if it could affect his draft stock, but uh, not very great uh, quarterbacks on the board in the first place. Joe Burrow joked on Twitter that he was considering retirement after he was informed that the football will be slipping out of his tiny hands. <laughs> he went number one in the draft and went to the Super Bowl in his second year. So, And that's nine-inch hands, right? So, really, if you've got eight-and-a-half-inch hands, as long as you can throw that football well and it's not falling out of your hands, who really cares, right? And I've always thought that the NFL ball is easier to grip than a college ball. For some reason, a college football seems a little wider in the middle than an NFL ball does. And to me, it's a little more difficult to throw. So if you're able to fire a college ball well enough to be a finalist for the Heisman and win the Johnny Unitas Award, I think you'll be just fine throwing the NFL football. Yeah, I feel like with the Wilson balls, they're they're kind of e- the the measurements are kind of like evenly distributed on the on the football. Whereas, you, like uh, like you're saying with the college footballs, they're also pointed at the top. So you yeah. know, it's just kind of a different setup right there. I agree with you though. The Wilsons are easier to throw. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, NFL footballs, uh, NFL Pro Day is going to be on the ninth, and that's going to be exciting. So UTEP's going to be showcasing uh, their football. 
football players on the ninth, and I'm sure they'll be ordering some Wilson footballs for those NFL Pro Days. That's very true, and uh, you're going to see guys like Justin Garrett out there, Davion yep. Inyang, Josh Caldwell, Walter Neal. I'm so, so excited yeah, to be there. Yeah, some good names right there. Really want to be uh, at the Sun Bowl attending that uh, Pro Day. That's going to be a lot oh, of fun. Oh, most definitely. I'm with you. All right. 18 past the hour as we continue on Sports Talk from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, where we're broadcasting live from. We'll take a time out, come back with plenty more. We're here with you for almost another 90 minutes of the show as we go over to Charlie One. Let's get this traffic update. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue here on Sports Talk. Oh, we're, we're, we're now now the fun, the party's starting. Oh, yeah. We've got Lucha Libres here with us. Yeah, we do, Steve. Uh, we were told uh, by Doc, Dr. Sergio Alvarado, the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, that we're going to have some special guests today. Uh, and he told us some Lucha Libre guests as well, and I'm thrilled to uh, to bring him here now. So we got Manny here with us right now from 915-656-Wrestling. I want to talk about this. First off, grab the, uh, the, the, the microphone, Manny. That's all right there. Perfect. Throw that thing down. There you go. Hey. Welcome. Good to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for, uh, for bringing the wrestlers with you here. How you uh, doing? Thank you very much for the opportunity to, uh, so we can uh, showcase our, our frontier talent. Like uh, right now, you have uh, Dragon to your left side. You have Mini Abismo and uh, Vaquero Star. So we appreciate the, the opportunities that we can show our talent, our city talent. Tell me about uh, how long we've had 915-656 wrestling. Uh, technically, in April, we'll be, uh, have four, it's going to be our anniversary for four years. Wow, very nice. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. See, some people don't realize that we do have a pro wrestling scene locally in El Paso, correct? Yes. Well, we're not locally because uh, we, we travel to uh, different cities in Mexico, Monterrey, uh, Mexico City, Tijuana. Torreon. We, we do events everywhere because we want to showcase our, our, our border, our border right. our talent. We go to Dallas, we go to Houston, different cities. So we've been blessed, you know, that uh, in this four-year turn, we've been in different cities, different companies, yeah. important companies like uh, Cacao from Monterey, The Crash from Tijuana, and several in Mexico City. So, you know, we're a binational company. When did you first get started professional wrestling? Well, uh, as a fan, all my life. Okay. But I started my company on April 18, 2018. So um, it started like just, just like a hobby. But I started seeing the talent that, that we have in our city. They, they needed more opportunities. It, that's how 915-656, because uh, as you see, 915 is El Paso. Yep. 656 is Ciudad Juarez, uh, the area codes. So we established. When I say we, they helped me. Because uh, even though when you start a company, even though you have money, but you don't have no talent, mm -hmm. nobody's going to come. And thank God that um, thanks to the talent and the, the, the push that we uh, give to the Lucha Libre in, in this city, we've been in, all over the El Paso in different schools, different uh, venues, and people follow us, even in Mexico. So we've been blessed. Tell me about the man next to you right now that we're going to talk to here in a second. El Dragón. Yes. Dragón is, uh, how can I say, um, He's very, he's very talented. His work speaks by itself. He's, he's with some, uh, we can say he's very shy because he doesn't like to be the attention of nobody. But his work brings the attention to him. So to me, he's one of the who established my company because okay. he, uh, he, he opened doors to other cities because they wanted to see El Dragón. So thanks to that, uh, thanks, thanks to his work, we landed to Tijuana in uh, 2019. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so from there, we landed in, Monter in Monterrey, thanks to his, uh, the job he was doing. They started opening doors for 915 because they wanted to see El Dragón. And his uh, brother and uh, cousin, 
They call themselves brothers, but they're cousins. El hijo del impostor, now he's el cobarde. They're a tag team. You got to see him. Nice. They're special. Now, uh, let me ask you this, El Dragon. First off, thank you for coming. Um, I, I don't. We're not going to ask for your real name. That's not really important because we're going to refer to you as El Dragon. But did you grow up in El Paso? Yes, I was born and raised here in El Paso, actually in this area that we're in right here. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised here, so I'm uh, uh, El Pasoan. Where did you uh, where where'd you go to where'd you go to school? I went to uh, Eastwood High School. That was my high school. When you were at Eastwood, did you wrestle as an amateur, or is this something you picked up after uh, after high school? No, I was already a professional wrestler. Uh, really? at, when I came into high school, I became a prof professional wrestler at uh, 13 years old. Holy in, smokes! In eighth grade, yeah. Did you really? Yes, what sir. made you decide to take up professional wrestling at eight at uh, 13? Well, it's always been uh, part of you know like the family the. Uh, my grandpa would take my gra my dad to Juarez to yeah. matches and events. Then my dad started taking me, so it's always been, uh, you know, part of the family. And it's, and here in El Paso, it's part of the culture. That's what I say. It's more than a sport. You know, it's it's part of the part of our culture here in El Paso. Now, as a kid, did you grow up watching mostly lucha libre in Mexico? Did you watch WWE? What were you into as a kid? Uh, more lucha libre, of course, but a little bit of both, of course. You know, WWE was, has always been something big, so, and then that's a big goal for me. You know, you know, maybe one day I'll be in WWE, and I have, you know, uh, worked with them before, but who knows? Maybe I'll get a contract later. That'd be phenomenal. Of now, have you become close with um, Cinta de Oro over the years since being in El Paso, having the opportunity to work uh, professionally in WWE for ten plus years, and living here? Is that somebody you've had a chance to meet on occasion? Of course. Of course. Even before he went to um, to WWE, we, uh, he was a friend of mine. He, he's always been a mentor of mine. Uh, he's you know he helped me. He go, he actually goes and trains to our warehouse where we train at. Nice. You know, and he helps us and he gives us tips because he's he's actually uh, you know the experienced one. He's he's been in the business for years, and you you guys know him. You know, you know his talent. You know. I do, but then again, I've seen now you've got the full you've got the full wrestling garb going. You've you've got the wrists wrapped up. You've got the you're you're wearing the uh, the outfit. You got the the mask. You, this is basically what I would see if I was watching you in the ring before the match starts. Yes, sir. Of course, I, you know I, I'm wearing the whole presentation. This yeah. would come off before the. You know the match because uh, yep. you know, but yeah, this is pretty much El Dragon in, in its full gear. Now, how how many years you've been doing this profession? You said you start when you're 13. How old are you now? I'm 27 right All now. All right, so you, so you've been doing this more than half your life. Yes, sir. How far along would you say you've come, especially as you've now been working with Manny and 915656 and seen that grow? Oh, I I think I've come a long way. Uh, I've this year alone, I've getting getting so many so many opportunities with big companies and with different with different things. Uh, in, uh, uh, you know, involved with with wrestling. Sure. So, you know, I think I've come a long way. You know, I've, I've been. I'm so uh, grateful working with uh, Manny. He's given me so uh, some opportunities. If it wasn't for him, you know, I, I think I wouldn't uh, get, be getting some of the opportunities I'm getting at right now. How what would you describe the El Paso audience when it comes to being fans of wrestling? What would you? How would you describe them? Oh, the, the fans here are. You know, they're they're so into. It's a passion for them. They don't just like you know. They're a pa it's a passion, and they see that it's part of the culture. You know, in many of the, of the events here in El Paso, even if it's like uh, different companies, you'll see the same people there because the, you know the, the love and the, the the passion is there. Now, what kind of advice would you give for youngsters that want to become a professional wrestler? Obviously, you started your dream at a very young age, and now you've been doing it for a while. So, what do you tell them if they want to get into wrestling? You know, just follow your dreams. Everything's possible. You know, I, I never thought I would be here where I'm at right now. And, you know, it, 
dedication over the years got me to where I'm at. So it's possible, you know, if I could do it, you could do it. Just keep on trying. And what, nice. even if it's not wrestling, you know, even if you have other goals, uh, even if it's not a sport, if it's if it's a, a personal goal, you know, just dedicate yourself to it and, you, and you'll reach it soon. El Dragon, you look pretty jacked, right? So uh, <laughs> what would you, how, how, how big do you go? Oh, man, what do you mean? Like, what do you, how, what's your size? How, how tall are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, Five, uh, five eleven, but with the boots, I look a little bit taller. All right, so closer <laughs> to six feet. How much you weigh? Yes, sir. I weigh one ninety five. All right, and that the hard is is the hardest part in this business putting weight on. Oh yes, yes, sir. It, well, the whole the whole the hardest part is uh, maintaining. You know, you yeah. you, you got to train. You got to eat well. You got to. Uh, you know, go to the gym. You gotta work because we got our personal lives as well. You know, sure. Wrestling is not um, my everyday thing, so I have to balance everything out. And, and you know, it's um, it's it's hard, but you know, I've I've been able to manage it, manage it over the years. And Plus, people don't understand. Also, you fly a lot. Lucha Libre is all about flying off the top rope. A lot of acrobatic moves, yes, and you probably can't carry too much weight because you want to have as much flexibility as you possibly can. Well, I mean, I, I could, you know, get as big as I want to and, and still fly and be flexible. It, it that's that's go back go, goes back to the dedication, you know. Just keep yeah. on training, and, and you, you won't lose that flexibility and that agility. You know what I mean? I understand. And you've got a belt, right? You're wearing the, you're wearing the hardware today. Yes, sir. What uh, is it? What is that? What belt are we wearing? Today? I'm actually uh, the nine one five six five six. Cha- uh, tag team champion. Very nice. Uh, with my cousin Nicole Impostor now as El Cobarde. And I have another uh, belt. I left it out there, uh, which is uh, a company out in California as well. Okay. Uh, so you're not the heavyweight champion of this, uh, of this yet. No, Maybe. no, no. That, Maybe. I, I still need to go for that for that belt. Yes. You know. Right. <laughs> you, have a, you have a manager? No, not a manager. So I, if, I, if I came to the ring as a manager and I brought a foreign weapon, would I need it? Or I, I wouldn't even have to be interfering in your match. You'd be fine without me. You don't, uh, you don't need my help. No, I, I wouldn't need your help. I mean, okay, at least I, I could have you there, uh, you know, clapping, clapping for me and cheering for me yeah. on. But, you know, I, I, this is that's why I train. You know, I got yes. this. I got this. You don't, I don't, you don't, you don't need anything. No baseball bats. I, no nothing. Nothing, nothing no, like that. No, nothing. I'll do that for, like, the hardcore uh, match enough. wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. El Dragon, it was great to meet you. No, Thanks well, for being thank here. You. And I look forward to having some of your other wrestling peers on with us in just a moment. Moment, okay. Thank you. So we'll keep things moving here with nine one five six five six wrestling as we continue. But first, bottom of the hour, let's get back to Adrian. He's got a sports center update. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Promotion nine one five and six five six is here with us. In fact, you can follow him on Facebook, uh, and that's going to be facebook.com slash promotion nine one five six five six. Again, it's facebook.com slash promotion nine one five six five six. And we've got more wrestlers here with us right now. Welcome. Uh, now, uh, let me ask you this. Your professional wrestling name yes, is? Yes, sir. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Mini Abismo Negro. And Mini. right here, yes, sir, I'm a uh, Mini. I'm in the category of the Mini division. Okay. You know, uh, and right here to my right is uh, one of the talent of the 915656 Vaquero Love. Nice. Uh, yeah. Vaquero or, Love? Star. Star. Oh. Vaquero Star. Vaquero star. Yeah. No love? Uh, no, just maybe. Vaquero, just Vaquero star. <laughs> now, does, does Vaquero star speak any English? Uh, un, poqui, un poquito? Nada. 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 <laughs> All right. So that means that you're, so we're going to put your Spanish. Meanie, to you're going to mean. Oh no, your your English meaning is you're going to be you're going to be carrying this interview as you're telling me right now. Um, tell me this: Are you from El Paso, also like El Dragon? Uh, yes, sir. I am a El Paso native. I was born and raised uh, in the second ward. 
I actually went to Bui High School. Very nice. Yes, sir. So uh, I'm an El Pasoan, just like El Dragon, and uh, famous Eddie Guerrero. That's right. Know? Eddie so, Guerrero, uh, he repped to Jeff, uh, wrestled at Jefferson. Thank uh, you, sir. And then he went in, and obviously the rest is history. Did you wrestle at Bowie? Uh, yes, sir. I did wrestle in Bowie uh, with Coach Borkwin, if he's listening. Uh, okay. Uh, what's how'd, you, up? How, how'd you do? How was how was your amateur wrestling career at Bowie? Did uh, you enjoy it? Yeah, yes, sir. You know, uh, back then at Bowie, it was a uh, it was good. I was a troubled kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I still managed to get good uh, through through with my sports, you know, and uh, everything went well, you know. When did you decide professional wrestling was going to be your thing? Uh, professional wrestling, I started maybe uh, like El Dragon, you know. My parents would take me uh, to the arena in Ciudad Juarez to the Neri Santos, and uh, I would see them as I was a, a little kid. And then I guess they they brought me up into this. Maybe like I was like six, seven years old, mm-hmm. and I really didn't get into it till uh, like 13 Right on. 13 and, years and old. How long have you been wrestling professional? So professional, I've been wrestling maybe like 10 years now. Very nice. But in the in the wrestling, it's maybe like 20 plus years. So. so so wrestling a long time, just professional the last 10 or so. And you travel also with the promotion, I'm assuming. You go to Mexico and here in El Paso. What's that been like for you? I mean, has, has it really been a, a dream come true to have an opportunity to do this for, for the love of you know, really, the, the love of of the sport, which is uh, which is wrestling. Uh, yeah, man. You know, it's it's been crazy. You know, me coming from uh, we could say the barrio. You know, okay. uh, from the second ward here in El Paso, Texas. It's it's like no nobody nobody gets that big opportunity. You know, till like Dragon says, it's only up to you to push forward and you decide to where you want to be at and. Uh, that's basically what I did, you know. I pushed, I went through, and uh, thank God uh, I've been. I'm now where I'm at, and uh, I really never imagined it's been a journey, you know. Uh, I've been uh, wrestling with uh, big promotions here in the U.S., uh, such as MLW and uh, Mexico with AAA and. Yeah. Uh, uh, with nine one five six, I mean it's it's been a journey, you know. It sounds like fun though. It really does. I yes, mean, sir. You, so I guess for you, getting out is is an accomplishment in itself. Given where you're saying you were at Second Ward in, at Bowie and right there um, in the Barrio, but having the opportunity to do this, what you love, and going and, and seeing all these different places and being able to do this for the last ten years, that's got to be a major accomplishment by itself. Yeah, of course, man. I, I mean, if it wasn't for wrestling. And uh, I wouldn't been able to see like half of the world, probably. Sure. You know, I've been to Germany, London, uh, Wales, Canada, Mexico. Wow. Uh, here in the U.S., I've been from coast to coast. You know, so I've been blessed. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, me coming from the from the barrio. You know, yeah. uh, like I'm, I've been saying. I mean, I would never imagine this in a thousand years. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing right now? What I'd do probably think? be working in construction. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably be working in construction, you know. Yeah. I do have a family, so I sure. I have to maintain. Yeah. Vaquero, voy a... Uh, okay. ¿Cómo están los, uh, los personas del paso para, para lucha libre? Pues mira, es un gusto trabajar siempre para el público de Estados Unidos, en especial del Paso, Texas, ya que somos frontera con, con Ciudad Juárez, y pues es, un, es un gusto siempre para tra- trabajar con ustedes. Ok, ok. 
Very nice. You, you, you had to. You, what, you want to follow up? No, anything in Spanish? nothing in Spanish. Up? That was it. That was good. <laughs> that was, I got yeah. one and done. That was good. Now you said you're the meanie division, right? Yes, sir. What does that mean? So uh, in wrestling, there's uh, different kind of divisions. So okay. there's a heavyweight. Sure. Uh, there's a cruiserweight, and then there's a, like a meanie division. So uh, meanies is like dwarfism, and and maybe like four. Four feet and under. Got it. I'm probably like four eight, four eleven, uh, and uh, I qualify in that in that division. And in that division, there's a lot of like uh, uh, wrestlers, famous wrestlers like uh, El Torito from WWE, Mascarita Sagrada, um, Octagoncito, Suki. There's, I mean, a the, ton. Yeah, the list goes on. You know. Absolutely. Uh, your outfit, your costume. I mean, today you have the Lucha Libre mask. Uh, you, yes, your eyes are completely covered, and you've got the silver face paint with um, black, uh, like uh, like black lips. So, yeah, you tell yeah. me, what was the what's the uh, the costume? Give me the, give me the whole uh, idea behind the costume. So right now, I'm wearing the mask of the company that I work for here in the U.S. Yes, MLW, but. Usually I wear like black and green and yellow, so it's more like a darkish uh, persona, you know. I you would say like that. I do have like a, I have like a little flamethrower. Like I come out with the pyro. Oh, kind of like a kiss and Gene Simmons. You're gonna be the throwing flames. <laughs> yeah, at there us. you That's go. Good. There like you go. That. So I'm I'm the I'm the bad guy. You there know? you go. I'm the heel. You're the demon. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, my name is uh, the Black Abyss. Okay. So I'm the meanie version of that. So. Do you now have you ever have you ever been a face or have you only been a heel your whole ten years as a professional wrestler? I've always been a heel, you know. I've always been a heel. I've always liked that dark side, you know. No interest in ever being a face. At least uh, for now. Not right now. Not at this People point. tell me that if you're a heel, A get away with more, which is fun, and you can actually have more fun with the crowd because they come to boo you and you can interact more and it's it's actually sometimes a chance to just enjoy the whole aspect of the of the sport entertainment like you can yeah of course like in this uh in this occasion all the booze all the the bad words yeah. all the bad signals i mean those are like applauses for the heel for the bad guy you know it's like you feed off of it so i, understand. I mean and with an arena filled with uh, thousands of people, I mean, getting booed and, and getting all those gestures from them, I mean, it's 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 overwhelming, you know, to see all those people uh, directing at your persona, you know. Now, do we know when the next El Paso show is going to be for 915656? The next El Paso show for 915656 is in June. Okay. It's sometime in June. And uh, in April, they're having a show in Ciudad Juarez. Nice. That's the border. That's the sister uh, city uh, in El Paso, you know. So if you guys are uh, here in El Paso or Ciudad Juarez, man, come check out the shows. Definitely. Either or in uh, April in Ciudad Juarez or in June in El Paso, Texas with uh, 915656. You did a terrific job. Thanks for being here. I appreciate getting a chance to meet you and uh, talk a little wrestling with you. We enjoyed it and look forward to seeing you in action here down the road hey of course of course thank you guys and uh thank you for the spot you know Absolutely. 600 espn el paso uh, thank you guys you got it thank you again follow them on facebook it's facebook.com slash promotion 915-656 learn more about uh, some of the uh the great wrestlers we had a chance to spend a little time with today and looking forward to that hey we'll come back and uh, when we return 
Praise Amehule of the UTEP defense is with us. You'll get a chance to see him next as Sports Talk continues, 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue. Our thanks again to 915-656 Lucha Libre Wrestling. Hey, uh, Shake and Bake is here. They're going to join us uh, to begin our 6 o'clock hour. Jadrian Taylor and uh, Praise Amehule and... Uh, they've just been enjoying the food, Adrian. Uh, they have gone all out. There is so much to do here. And I'll tell you right now, if you arrive at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine for their open house at 2267 Treywood Drive, you're not going to leave hungry. I promise you that. I saw so many sandwiches out there. Uh, I saw charcuterie out there. So if you're trying to go a little healthier, you can yeah. do that. And then if you're trying to go... On the other, the complete other side. If you want to go super unhealthy, get a cheesecake like Praise of Mayule did over here. You can yeah. you can stuff your face with some great desserts. Um, we got to measure Praise's hands. Are you curious about yes. this? Yes, yes, I am. I want to know uh, the NFL Combine hand measurement. Now, Jadrian's got a nine and a half inch hand. That's what he did, and. Uh, Yep, he's closing on 10, but he's about 9.5. I measured 9.5. You measured 9. Let's see where praise falls when it's all said and done. That looks like, that almost looks like, is that 10? No. 9.5, too. All right, so there it is. We got the same. Everybody's list. This is good. Jadrian's showing praise how to measure his hand properly. I like Yeah, this this. is shaking bacon at its finest right here. It really is. Are you still 9 or 9.5? Nine, nine and a quarter. Okay, that's all right. I figured. I figured Praise is going to show up here. He's going to have ten and a half inch hands and be like, just you know, he's just going to be <laughs> destroying. It. Yeah. I guess maybe yeah. they could still grow. Maybe, maybe that's know. the thing, right? That could be the that could be possible. <laughs> all right. So again, uh, Jadrian Taylor, along with Praise and Mayhule, Shake and Bake will join us to begin our six o'clock hour, and then it's going to be on to John Teicher for UTEP uh, basketball as the Miners get ready to battle Rice in the next hour and five minutes with the pregame show coming up at 6.30. It's all happening with Sports Talk Live, Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. We're hanging out with you in 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, Sal Montes, who's now filling in for uh, Michelle Salazar. She started the show. Sal's ending it. Good to have you guys with us as we get going here on our final 30 minutes of Sports Talk. John and Steve will be standing by for UTEP basketball. We're live. Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, 2267 Treywood, Sweet G2. We've been there for their grand opening. Adrian, this place is unbelievable right now, and there are tons of people coming in and checking it out. That's exactly right, Steve, and we've got another uh, giveaway to do right now. We've got to actually pick two out of this, so I'm going to ask Shake and Bake to pick two names out of this and then just read the names that we've got because we've got two winners that we get we need to announce for those football raffles all right so just pick a random one and then just tell me the name all right our lucky winner for tonight bianca espino age 20 man going home with a football man well well deserved bianca congratulations bianca we got uh sandy friend boy they always give jj the tough i know right francesco Francesco. 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 The yeah. ladies, the Francesco. ladies with the sweep. Sandy Francesco. Oh, there you go. go. Perfect. See, I yeah. lock in real quick. Oh, man. Nice <laughs> Good job. Two footballs right there. there Two footballs. Fine. There you are. Praise, welcome. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me, man. Good to have you back. How's it uh, being with uh, here uh, at one half of uh, Shake and Bake? Being with uh, Shake, your bake, and you guys being 
together out here doing an NIL appearance. How it feels good, that? man. Whenever, whenever um, Adrian sent me the text, I was excited to just be a part of it, man. Having my brother right next to me, you know, it's always a blessing. You know, having him on the field with me he just kind of just gives me that energy that I need. So having him right there doing this radio show just kind of just uplifts me too. It gives me that energy, you know. For good, sure, for sure. Uh, you know what else gives you that energy? What? Eating that spread they've got out oh, here right man. now. That cheesecake, man. I'll tell y'all, strawberry blessing. cheesecake. Way to go. That cheesecake. Blessing. Cheesecake, man. <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> sandwiches oh, man. with the little ch- with the corner bakery chips. <laughs> we gotta eat, man. They, we big guys, man. Gain, but hey, I'm trying to gain this weight. Gain weight, I man. 10, I need ten more pounds. Close. That's it. ten more pounds, huh? Yeah, just ten. Well, stick what are you right here for another hour? Two forty. 240, okay. And you want to get to 250? 250. All right. What'd you, what was your playing weight last year? I was about 245, 245. Right. So you got a little, yeah, you'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Nice. Especially, especially how I eat. We, we good. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Praise, praise eat more than me, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> praise, give me an idea. Just uh, what, like, what's an average day of food for you? How many calories you put in? Um, I don't really do the math because it's, like, it's too much numbers, man. It's like crunching those numbers. My, my, my head goes crazy, but... <laughs> On average, I think maybe like six to eight thousand. You know, I try to do. Day? Yeah, just probably try to eat, that, man. Honestly. Probably more. You feel me? I probably like, put what's your day like? Breakfast. My day. Ooh. Wake up at six thirty. Gotta gotta have a little oatmeal. You feel me? To start the day, just something light. Go out there, work out, mm. and then right after the right after I work out, I, I hit up Luby's. You know, the free meal. Stuck up on the on the on the home cooked meal, man. There you the, go. the chicken, the mac and cheese, all the all the good sides you, you they got, man. Just get them. Mm-hmm. That's like two. Th- 2,000 calories right there, you know, after my practice. You know, I need those calories after a big workout. And then I, t- I go back home, make some eggs, you know, just four or five eggs, just extra protein, you know, and then get a shake, go to class, come back, maybe stop at Chipotle or, like, Chick-fil-A on the way back. Yeah. It's just I just try to just eat, like, you know, throughout the day. Just yeah. lots of What's meals. your favorite meal? What's your go-to meal? My go-to meal, pasta. Pasta and chicken, man. I'm a chicken pesto pasta guy. You know, I oh, love, really? I love chicken pesto, pesto pasta? Yeah, chicken pesto pasta with a little bit of Alfredo Sounds sauce in good. there. Sounds good. If you can make that in El Paso, hit me up, man. Chicken pesto <laughs> pasta, hit me I up. Got a, I got a place that makes me. terrific chicken pesto. I'll tell you about that during the break. Well, All right. Sir, let's talk about less. that, man. Plugged in. There you go. That, that's exactly. Now, who you know. Oh, man. 100%. 100%. <laughs> who you know. Uh, JT, you, you also take six to 8,000 calories a day like yeah. this man? Yeah, I try to I try to take it as much as possible, honestly. I'm waking up probably take, like, Probably eat like two Uncrustables before mm-hmm. I, you know, go to workout and everything. You know, peanut butter and jelly. That's like the number one protein yes, meal ever. Oh, me. So then I've, I've noticed there's a lot of Uncrustables at UTEP. I've seen those before. Yes, I yeah. love the Uncrustables, man. It's just perfect. It's a perfect mixture of peanut butter and jelly. Like literally, like <laughs> with perfect, no crust. Man. Hey, shout out, shout out, Smuckers, man. Yeah, hey, shout out to hey, Smuckers, they're doing man. Their thing hey, right there, man. If Smuckers, Smuckers want to come sponsor us, hey, hey you come shake, on. shake and bake, man. Come PB on, and J. shake and bake with the PB, PB and J, J, man. I like come that. On, like the sir. Smuckers shake and bake with yes, the PB sir. and J. What, what, uh, what flavor is it? The strawberry jelly, the grape oh, we jelly. We gonna switch it up and put the Nutella in. Switch it up on him, man. What? They man, that Nutella me. I don't think they're ready for that. Honestly, oh, they're not, that's gonna say like you gonna bite in that thing. It tastes like a Reese's. Hey Nutella, hey, what? Hey, that Nutella, the way to go right there. That sounds that sounds <laughs> uh, that sounds unbelievable. By the way, what kind of oatmeal you go with? Because I do oatmeal. I do oatmeal every morning. I do steel cut, three minute oatmeal. Put it on the stove. It's done. I'll add some uh, I'll, I'll add some dates. Throw some apples in there, some blueberries, some strawberries, what, and some cinnamon. What do you got in yours? You know me. I'm an old-fashioned guy. You know, I just take it all plain regular, old-fashioned. But if I'm feeling frisky, yeah. then some brown sugar cinnamon, you know. All just right. Brown sugar, so do you, now, do you do your own oatmeal? Is it, uh, is it stove oatmeal or is it the uh, instant oatmeal? 
Well, I do the stove oatmeal. Good, so you, know, you do the real cook, stuff. I got cooking, school. man. You feel me? There you go. I don't believe in that microwave stuff. I'm you know, telling you. Know, I do. Yeah, you one of them good old-fashioned Jimmy Dean breakfast bowls. Hey, hey that was I put in the microwave. No, the meat lovers one, though. Ooh. You got to get the meat lovers one. Ooh. You gotta, they got the potatoes. got everything. The eggs, the sausage, Ooh. the bacon. The, boy, I'm telling you. Man, meat yeah. lover. Hey, I'm Jimmy Dean's too, man. We need that sponsorship too. Hey, you know, Jimmy do you hear me? Do you hear need me? that. I don't think you hear me. Like, you know, hey. I feel like you two should maximize NIL deals better than any combination in the history of college bake. sports because Shake and Bake has a chance to really capitalize when it's all said and done. Don't you agree? I, I think it should. I think it definitely should. I feel like, I feel like we're the life of every party. I, so. I agree with you. I agree. With you. I could see you guys actually doing a car commercial, Shake and hey, Bake. We would actually be great in that, too. You know, that kind of thing. I could see you guys doing that. That would be nice, for sure. Yeah, by the way, you hear John Teicher yeah, in the background? Yeah, I heard John. Talk about my boy Sule, man. I wonder if John hears us. John, do you hear us okay? Yes, well, sir. John, we got, uh, we got Praise <laughs> and, uh, and, and Jadrian with us right now here. Shake and bake. Two of my favorites. Yes, sir. What's good, Johnny boy? Two of my <laughs> favorites. Be out watching you guys tomorrow morning. Appreciate you, man. I'll see you out there in practice. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. John, did you realize that crustables are such a popular no. meal at UTEP until just a few minutes ago? No, no, absolutely. You know, that would be the halftime. Oh, me in the locker room at halftime. Halftime, they throwing out the crustables like this. The, the guys, secret huh? sauce. Like, I'm like sharing the well. Uncrustables. Hey, I got. I, I said one for you, man. I got you, John. I'll you. save you one. Come on, halftime, throwing All around right. bananas me. and uncrustables. Really? So they're throwing, they're throwing bananas <laughs> and crustables at you, you guys right. during halftime? Yeah, you, you gotta need replenish, man. Like, uh, you burning calories out there. Burning everything. You burning everything in the game. First quarter, second quarter, man. You know how many calories I burn? Yeah. They got some little energizer gummies. Them, oh, them gummies go crazy. I don't know what it means. Them gummies go crazy. John, John, we're learning something here today with these two. I had no idea that they get to eat so much during halftime. Yeah, Are to, you man. kidding me? 23 and 11? <laughs> they'll teach you a lesson every day. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I love it. Uh, by the way, uh, Praise, how is uh, spring ball going for you so far? So far, so good, man. It's a lot of fun watching the young guys come in and just go out there and just work and just learn the whole off- on the whole defense like we did. So just seeing them go through that phase of Coach Pivotal coming in last year and teaching us a whole new defense, you know, it's kind of fun being in that phase again with the younger guys and just being able to go through and just walk through with them, you know, and just kind of show them the ways. Because, like, the the, 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 the scheme isn't, the schematics of it, it really isn't that complicated, you know, just being yeah. able to understand the play and just being in the mix, just running a couple of times. But, yeah, it's, it's been going good so far. The, the strength staff. Been giving to us hard, man, the weight room, bro, and the runs. They're not taking it easy on us, trying to push us to our limits, man. So it's been pretty good. That sounds good. Now, pretty are you going to get a chance to hit some people this spring, or are you going to take it easy? What's going to uh, be like? I got to hit them, man. Got to hit them. Got to make sure they know that how we're coming, you know. Got to hit them. Can't be, can't be soft on them. Got to let those guys know. No, Love that's being it sounds, it sounds like. And now, uh, that was the one thing that JT talked about with us. He's excited about not just this defense this year, but he's excited about the newcomers. Yes, sir. Like I said, it's a lot of, it's a lot of good dudes out there, man, a lot of playmakers, you know. So I'm excited to see the guys just compete in the room, man, because it's, it's, it's a lot of guys who are competing to, to be starters and stuff. So it, it's, it's going to be fun watching them go at it at practice day in, day in, and day out. So just me being able to sit back and just, just observe that, you know, it's going to be you know, just great. What are you uh, looking forward to the most? If there's one thing about spring ball after all these years that you would say you enjoy more than anything else, what is it? Uh, right now, I'm going to say the, the DB room. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out in, in, in the DB room, just seeing those guys compete, you know, having our two seniors vacate last season. 
and just seeing you know, those JUCO guys and like our new signees and the guys who really, yeah, we have we have a new coach at safety, so it's gonna be fun just seeing how those that guys is. just you know just working around each other and just working as a team and just trying to see how how they all bring bring value to the team. It's gonna be fun to watch those guys because they all. Bunch of athletes and just ballers, with speedsters, and flying back there making plays. Mm-hmm. I like your new safeties coach. We met him last week. We had him on the show. He sounded great, and uh, seems like he's ready to just jump right in. Facts. He's he, a guy. He's been, he's been doing good so far. <laughs> he's, he's a, a guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, Dante Barnett. Tell right. me, he's definitely a guy. Tell me. Hey, praise! You went to a UTEP basketball game recently. How was that? It was fun, man. I had to, man. You know, I've been always thinking about my brothers. You know, on, on, on the court, killing it. You know, I have a lot of friends on there. You know, Keontae Kennedy was making his return, so I had to kind of pop off my boy three, and then Sule Boom. You know, putting up those numbers that like he does every day, game in and game out. I had to just go out there and support my boys. You know, kind of sad they didn't get the dub, but you know, just to get them next. Your time. first UTEP basketball game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not. The first one, first one this year. Okay. First one this year, you know, be kind of busy with school and stuff, but I have to just pop off my boy, Key Glock and Sule, you know, for the one time. How is the school going? Give me an update. School's going pretty good, actually, you know, up to a good start. You know, I have four four classes in the lab, so not so bad. I have classes Monday through Friday, so I don't really have an off wow. day. Yeah, you know. What, do you, what kind of classes? Let me hear, what, do you, what are you taking this uh, semester? Uh, account. So right now I'm in auditing, portfolio analysis, um, business management, and then I have another – What's my um say audit and portfolio analysis, and then business analytics. Ooh, yeah. a lot of business. Yeah, a lot of business. Are you man. a business major? Yes, sir. I'm an accounting major. Oh, very nice. Account- what's your lab? Uh, my lab is the portfolio analysis. Okay. Now, are yeah. you good with numbers? Because if you're an accounting major, you have to be good with numbers. Yeah, I'm good with numbers, man. One plus one is two. There you go. <laughs> me. That's all, need, that's all you need right there. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and now, how close are you to graduating? How many classes you got left? Um, I think I graduate this December. Okay. That's 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 the goal, you know. Shooting forward to just December, and then just yep. focusing on just football and just you know just nice. life after that. JT, what about you? How many how many classes you have left? Uh, I'll do, I graduate May. This May. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Finally, man. This Finally. is it. Yeah, this is yeah. the semester. Yeah, this error. is the semester. Yeah. I got to come right back, though. But yeah. it's for year six of yeah. school. Yes, sir. Ooh. Now, how many classes? You, how many classes are you taking here in your last semester? I got four still. What are you? Which which four are they? Which lucky four? Well, I'm not a business major. Uh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got them uh, little, little cool classes. You know what I mean? Community health. Uh, intro to psychology. Okay. Yeah. Urban sociology, and I got organized crime. You know what I mean? Do you? There's a class called organized crime. Yes, man. Really? We learn how they organize crime. Oh, That's the coolest <laughs> class ever. What that do sounds, they do? They they teach you. Uh, they teach you all about. Uh, basically, all the... teaching how organized crime is like still like. It's like smart. People are smart because you know the law try to make it seem like they're dumb because they're doing yeah. a, a bad because they're doing bad things, but they're really smart. For trying to get over there and what they're doing to like, like you ever seen Money Heist? Uh huh. Like stuff like that, like the professor. You can't say that guy dumb. That's true. That guy, he's he's here with it. You know he's what I mean? Far from dumb. He's far from <laughs> dumb. He's getting over. Oh me. <laughs> hey, uh, do they still have history, rock and roll, and music classes yeah, like that? Yeah, I love do. those they classes. Do. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Okay. They do. I still took a music class my sophomore or freshman year. I, I was actually kind of mad I didn't get to play any instruments. It was just all about just learning. But you yeah. know, yeah. I took jazz to rock. As well. How, how'd year. you like jazz to rock? I liked it. Good actually. class. It was, it was a lot of rapping there too. So yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, good I like history. Good some history. Of the, some of the, I like some of the jazz songs, the rock oh, songs. I can get. I can get with it. You know what I mean? There you go. Sir, so full. They ain't have many country songs. I like some country music every now and then. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Shake and bake. We got a 15 minutes left to go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come back. 
it, John's going to join us again because he's calling the game here in, in the next uh, you know 15 minutes. I'm going to let you guys give us uh, a little a preview of, of, of how we should go with the John Teicher pre-interview for UTEP and Rice. So that means if you guys got questions for the Miners and the Rice Owls, which will be tipping off in 45 minutes, I want to hear how you guys, what questions you have for John and Steve, who's going to be calling the game, gotcha, okay? Gotcha. All right. Are they are they in Rice or are they playing in the Here. Are they they're home? They're at the Haskins Center. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, you, guys can, okay. You, guys, you guys can use your free student tickets and go get those about, tickets. I'm about, the I'm about to go over there Actually, on me. I might just have to pop on out one me, time. On me, brother. Got, got to got, support got, the boys, man. I got some beef with Rice because you remember me. COVID year, you know, me. We went down there them. and didn't get to play because they yeah. do them false positives. All those false positives. They don't want to play. They say that. Man. You know what I mean? So I got beef with rice. If you want smoke rice, come get it. And you, hear, and and you, and you hear that rice owls, hey, man. Hey. If you want smoke, man, you know where to find us, man. 1600 ESPN, uh-huh. El Paso Radio, yes, man. Sir. Yes, come sir. Come find it if you want it. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Shake and bake. Shake, Shake and bake, and bake. Coming back with John Tyson <laughs> next as uh, Sports Talk continues. Over to Charlie One for one last traffic update. Uh, sports Talk as we continue from the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. Huge thank you to uh, Dr. Sedio Alvarado and his staff. They have been terrific. Shake and Bake has been unbelievable today. Oh, yeah, Steve. This has been a lot of fun. There's so many people outside here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine. If you haven't stopped by, 2267 Treywood, uh, stop on by. You can still win some prizes here. We're giving away some more stuff, right? Yes, we have Monster Jam tickets to now give away. Uh, praise, Jadrian, will you do the honors and pick one winner? Right, go ahead, man. my boy, JT. I'm going to shake it. Oh, man. I'm going to bake it. <laughs> go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Bake it I'm up, then. <laughs> All right, lucky winner. Ooh. That's a name now. That's a name. That's you a name to, right there, man. In. That boy over there. Is it Arturo? It, no, there's, uh, no, there's no, another R at the end. It's, it looks like Arturo. Let me see what you have, guys. Let's see if I can help you out Arto? It looks like... Um, it looks like it could be Arturo. Maybe he forgot. The, the, Maybe he forgot the R. Yeah, Villalobos. Villalobos. Yeah, Villalobos. Okay. Villalobos. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Villalobos. Arturo Villalobos. Congratulations. Hey, lucky winner, man. There Me. you go. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, John Teicher, Steve Yellen, is uh, they're going to be less than 10 minutes away mm-hmm. as we get ready for UTEP and Rice. Uh, what's the first question that Shake and Bake has for our UTEP broadcast team heading into this big college basketball game tonight? All right, well. Uh, uh, what do y'all think it's going to take for the uh, miners to protect the dawn tonight? Yeah, because they failed to do that last time. Yeah, you know what I mean. What's going to take? It's a tough loss last game. You know, I was, I was, I wasn't able to. I was attend, there, man. I was there. Was I was there, there in with, spirit, man. If, if shake their baked there, oh, that's, that's the way I see it. So I understand. Me. You're a tag team. Mm-hmm. Me. That's right. All right, John. Start with that. Well, I think one of the keys is to keep Rice away from the uh, three-point field goal. They lead Conference USA, 19th in the country, averaging 9.63 point field goals per game. So if the Miners are going to be successful tonight, they've given up 11 threes in three of the last five games, and they've lost all three of those games. So they've got to keep Rice at or below, hopefully below, their season average in three-point field goals, and uh, maybe that'll be... uh, the uh, winning key here tonight. Yeah, got play, a question. Play defense, man. Uh, my question is, who, who is the starting five? Okay, okay. Who is the starting five? Okay. Well, I think it's going to be the same one now we've seen uh, in the last 15 games prior to tonight. You know, UTEP used 12 different starting lineups in its yeah, first yeah. 13 games, <laughs> and now they've had the same starting five. Uh, tonight, I expect it'll be 16 straight games, and that means uh, 
we've got uh, we've got Jamari Sibley, we've got Jarrell Satterfield, we've got uh-huh. Titus Verhoeven, we've got yeah. Sule Boom, uh-huh. and we've got JB Jamal Bienemy. Okay, okay. All right, I got another question for you. Uh, who do you think who do you think is the best person on the roster? Oh, that's a that's now a you, tough question. Now, tough now, now you're you, making a, now you're making a pick favorites. JD, JD, you know I can't go there. Ah, you know I can't. You know I hey, can't go there. But the spot. okay, I tried, to, I tried to get him. You oh, see, hey, I tried to get him. Get you know, touched. but the numbers, right. the numbers, the numbers do speak for themselves. Sule okay. Boom obviously has had a terrific year, and JB so, has had a terrific year. Remember, the last time these two teams played, Jamal Bienemy. Went for the most points a minor has scored in a game in more than a decade. He had 36 in the victory at Rice. Good job on right out there. Me. Hey, man, I'm just giving out my support to the whole basketball roster, man, and the coaching staff. God damn, just get the job done tonight. Hopefully I'll be out there watching with them, too. For sure, for sure. If y'all need somebody to go out there and stop them threes, you know, hit me up. I'll actually yeah. lock down defender back in my day. Not me. Really? Yeah. You're locked down, locked down. Locked down defender. Did you, you know? play college? Yeah, high school basketball. I played high school. I There's been some dual uh, football players and basketball players in the past I, at I UTEP. Had, I had to lock in with football because I was starting getting small playing basketball. Like, you know, so. Uh, but I was a locked down defender. You go look me up, man. I had 14 blocks in one game. All right? All right. Like Matambo out there. Me. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, guys, do you know which one of your teammates wants to play basketball? In the worst way? JB. In the worst way? Yeah, I'm already knowing. Jeremiah Byers. Jeremiah Byers. Jeremiah Byers. He's that's a big man right, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's trying to get, he's been a child. He hang with basketball players. Oh, me. Like, he's he trying to stick around the crowd. So he's trying to get, get in, in practice, you know. Get in by association. Maybe come to screaming or something, you know, get a couple shots up. I, he's trying to get in. Like, he's really trying to get in there. I'm already yeah, knowing. We, you ain't had to tell me. So you said it. We see JB at practice from time to time. He comes wow. by. Yep. Wow, we barely see him at our practices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, better practices huh? I better see him tomorrow morning. That's what he did. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> JB trying to trade uh, Hey, guys, right. I've got a challenge for the two of you. Okay. We've got two home games left tonight against Rice, and then Saturday we've got a big one at 1 o'clock against North Texas, which has already locked up the best record in the league. Please get as many of your teammates to come on Got out. You, if man. not tonight, right. then certainly on Saturday at 1 o'clock. It's right. an afternoon game, and help the Miners have a home court advantage. Okay. Let's spread the word tonight, man. Please. And Saturday, lock you know, the boys I'm in. Got pretty good at promoting, you know. So. Got the support of the brothers, man. No, UTEP family, man. Got to win in all, all phases. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yes, sir. That'd like be a family, big help. Man, OTF. All right, gentlemen, you've done it all. You've been here. You have you've hosted the show. You've handled the pregame. You've done all that you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think you guys have a career in this. I really, I think you got a future in sports radio. Yeah, you guys are great. Hey, maybe, maybe, you maybe guys. do a podcast. Oh or man, something. you guys are grooming oh, your go. replacements, man. You Good. Guys are really <laughs> Good. We're ready. We are ready. Uh, Steve, I'm ready, <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, but seriously, JT, Praise, thanks, guys, for being here. And, uh, again, we'll look forward to seeing you in spring ball. And uh, thanks for coming to be a part of the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Steve. And once again, check them out. UTEP Miners basketball team this Saturday night, man. And then, no, this, and, this, and tonight. this tonight Thursday too. night and Saturday afternoon, El Paso. All right. Yes, so sir. for uh, JT, Praise, and everybody here at the Desert Institute of Sports Medicine, for Adrian Broadus and Sal Maltes, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Get ready. UTEP basketball coming up next.